Hi there, everybody. Hey, this is Scott. I'm the author of All About My Catholic Faith podcast series that uh, you've been listening to, and I'm very, very grateful that you've been listening to that series. It's a catechism series uh, to try to teach you and uh, a little bit more about the faith, the Catholic faith. And today, instead of doing a podcast episode, I thought I would do a little story about my faith journey, my walk of faith. And I wanted to share that with you uh, today instead of our normal lesson that we were going to do today, which was going to be a little bit more about the Catholic Church, part two about the Catholic Church. So anyway, today I thought is a great day to do it because it's the Feast of Christ the King in the Church. I thought, what better day than this as we get ready to head into Advent to share my walk of faith, my conversion story or reconversion story um, with you. So, um, as it started, uh, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and family wasn't religious by any means, really. My mom, I remember, was really kind of searching for uh, the right church, where to be, where to belong. She wanted, she wanted that. Um, her parents, my grandparents, were, I believe, the Pentecostal persuasion, and she knew she didn't really want to go down that road, but she did really want to uh, lay a foundation for our family to be Christians. Uh, So that's what she did. Uh, I remember her taking us to the Baptist church there in our community. I didn't like it, to be honest with you. Uh, I really didn't like it. had to go to Sunday school and vacation Bible school, and those classroom settings just were not really for me. Uh, to be honest with you, I did not like them one bit. <laughs> I have to tell you, I have to be honest. And I'm, I think I've told that to my mom before, but uh, if not, then if she hears this, she'll know it. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Anyway, uh, you know, that was, we were, lived in St. Louis area. We, we moved to uh, Springfield, Missouri when I was in fourth grade. And, you know, life was just kind of going on. You know, like I said, we weren't Catholic at the time, hit and miss going to church just because my mom was trying to find out where she belonged and where we belonged. But I do remember after we moved to Springfield, her sister, my mom's sister, who's my aunt, and her husband would come down to visit or we would go to St. Louis for visits. And I do remember them getting in conversations uh, quite often about the Catholic Church. And I remember my mom uh, and, and my aunt and my uncle getting into some arguments, you know, about the Catholic faith and not long drown out arguments or anything like that, but just some heated discussions sometimes as families may tend to do as they get together for, for holidays or whatever. And thanks be to God, they were so persistent and God spoke to my mom's heart and she decided that that's where she wanted to be. She I think went to probably what is like the RCI, RCIA, RCIA classes. I can't even talk, sorry. Um, talking walking is hard to do. I'm on this walk. It's beautiful, beautiful, glorious Sunday afternoon, about 3 o'clock here in the afternoon here in Northern California. Beautiful, about 65 degrees, maybe 68. It's beautiful out here. The leaves, newly fresh fallen leaves. Uh, it's not quite like fall in the Midwest or in the East, but... We still have a good fall time here, too. So, 
Maybe I'll hear the leaves crunching under my feet as I walk along this pathway here where there's a bunch of leaves falling. So anyway, we, uh, thanks be to God, my mom heard that call and she started learning about the Catholic faith, the Catholic religion, and it really uh, was a turning point, I think, in our family. And I know it was uh, for me because she got myself and my my two brothers. Uh, we started learning about the Catholic faith. We went to private instruction lessons with Father Dan. He was either the pastor or just the associate priest there at Immaculate Conception Church and um, in Springfield. And so, you know, it was a good thing it was private lessons because, as I said a few minutes ago, I for sure did not like the the religious class Sunday school kind of thing. It was just, to me, it was a waste of time. It was, um, you know, babys- basically like babysitting. Um, I guess if you really took it serious, you'd learn about your faith, but I surely did not like it at all, like I said. So these one-on-one uh, classes, instruction classes with Father Dan was... was uh, what the doctor ordered, so to speak. So, anyway, I took those lessons. I was learning new things that I'd never learned about Jesus and the church, and Catholic Church, and the Eucharist, and it was uh, really a, a great thing. And it, it, it couldn't have come at a better time in my life. I was in fourth grade, uh, and I was going through a period after just moving to Springfield from St. Louis, and I hated that town. I was in a small little school. It's like a country school, but it wasn't really in the country. Uh, you know, Springfield even today, probably then too, it's the largest public school system in the whole state of Missouri. So, uh, but the school that we went to was just rinky-dink little school. It was old, it smelled, and is you know, I was used to going to a school that had, you know, two or three kindergarten classes and two or three first grade classes. This had one, one class per grade. And I for sure did not like it. Not at all. So I want to head down this bike path here on this walk. A little bike path that meanders along the creek here uh, throughout the town. So it's pretty cool to go through here. So Like I said, it couldn't have come at a better time because I was going kind of in this period of my life that I was kind of depressed. Not really seriously depressed. I mean, fourth grade, for crying out loud. But I just was not happy. I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't like this town that I was in. And uh, so I was, yeah, to be honest with you, I was getting caught in lies or lying. I was trying to do things to keep me keep myself from going to school. I'd make myself sick on purpose so I wouldn't have to go to school because I just didn't like it. Um, not that I didn't like school. I just didn't like that school. And uh, I was cheating on my schoolwork and never got caught and made straight A's. And I didn't have to cheat. I was a good student, but... I was just kind of in that funk, you know? So, again, it couldn't have come at a 
better time in my life and it really did turn my life around like just basically like overnight as I was learning about the the Catholic faith and learning about Jesus Christ really for the first time um, it really really lit a fire in my soul and the grace of God infiltrated me and, and again it, it changed my life now unfortunately it didn't last. Um, I mean, it did for a while. I mean, we started going to church. My my brothers and I were baptized. My mom was baptized a little bit later. She had to do a little bit longer lessons because uh, uh, being an adult, she had to go through a little more training than we did. She had to learn more about it. And so she was baptized. I remember that night she was baptized, and uh, it was it was a great a great night too. Um, my dad never was, never was Catholic. Never was a religious sort of person. Didn't think religion was necessary, I guess. And uh, eventually, thanks be to God, he he is Catholic. He did become Catholic many years later, and is Catholic today, and uh, a good Catholic man. And uh, so thankful, so thankful for that. Well, I'm on this bike path and get to see a little friend here. I've seen him here before, but he's a Nice little puppy. He still barks at me every time. Hi, bud. It's okay. Um, there's a fence between us, so thankfully <laughs> he's not going to jump the fence, I don't think. And I'm walking along this creek. It's beautiful. Um, maybe he'll maybe able to hear some birds out there chirping after he stopped barking. So, anyway. Uh, here's another guy. So, where was I? I was... Uh, you know, learning my faith, I, overnight, overnight, I decided that, you know, I don't know if I decided, but I stopped lying, stopped cheating, and just overnight I became a trans, transformed little boy, fourth grader, and uh, it, I can't tell you how much that meant to me, and I'm so thankful for God and for my, my aunt and uncle, for you know, really talking to my mom and really convincing her that that uh, to look more into Catholic faith and and to lead us into the Catholic faith that was that was awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So anyway, uh, we you just kind of went along that you know fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade. Uh, we went to church. You know, we went to Holy Days of Obligation. Uh, I don't know if we went every single Sunday, but Mom was pretty darn good about making sure we went. And I can't say that I was always in, totally thrilled to go, but uh, I don't think I was ever really causing any trouble. My mom, I think, would say I was a pretty good kid. All of us really were, uh, all three of us boys. But anyway, it came time where probably... You know, sixth, sixth or seventh grade, eighth grade, probably, maybe even getting into high school, I started really falling away, and uh, and really losing uh, my true faith anyway. Hi there, how you doing? So, uh, as I was, um, I needed another spark. I needed something else to to bring me back, and I knew I didn't know Jesus was working. I didn't know my mom was praying for me, but she was, I'm sure, all the time, 
and I was preparing for confirmation, and this was probably, or I know it was in when I was in 10th grade, and this is, again, another spark that really brought me in. You know, confirmation is meant to do that. It's meant to really uh, solidify uh, your faith and really give you the graces that you need to uh, carry on your faith life. And it was great. I I really learned more. And uh, I don't know if it was, it was during this time. I know it was during this time that either I purchased or I was given during part of my confirmation uh, preparation these six booklets and they were called the kingdom of Jesus and they're not in print anymore but uh, I wish they were because they were a good they were good instruction booklets a lot of dogs out here this afternoon and they're not liking me very much or they just want my attention but oh well that's the way it goes so anyway these six little booklets were by uh, this priest Father Dan not the same Father Dan that we were baptized by in Springfield, but another Father Dan that was in the St. Louis area, I believe, wrote these these booklets and uh, about the kingdom of Jesus. And they were instructional booklets to uh, about the catechism, basically, and, and kind of went pretty deep uh, on some of those things. As I, I still have four of those six booklets, and thankfully I was able to find one copy of the entire compilation of those six into one book. An antique bookstore had it a few months ago. I finally found it and bought it. It was the last one that I know that even exists. I haven't been able to find another one, and I have it, so thankfully I do. And it's a, it's a good book. It was a just a conversation, basically, with this priest with, let's say, a student. I don't know if they even... I don't think they even named the student in this book. But it would go through question and answers student would have a question or need clarification and and the author of this priest would clarify it and go deep into uh, the meanings of what he was talking about in catechism so uh, during my preparation I was reading that and uh, really became close I think during that time to Jesus again and I really wanted to be Catholic fully and the grace of God the grace of my confirmation really paid off. Now, unfortunately, I did not receive all the graces that I should have during confirmation because part of confirmation that you go to, you go to confession. And we all one night went to the church and we all went to confession except I did not go to confession. Now, my sponsor was there and for some reason, he either let me out of it, I hope not, or I just convinced him that I went I don't know. But anyway, I did not go to confession. And I found out many years later, it bugged me all you know, a long time after that, but not immediately because I didn't really think I did anything wrong. But I did find out later that my confirmation was, although it was valid, was not really formalized or solidified, um, not really finalized, I guess. So, But I knew that once... And I found this out once I would just go back and go to confession again, that my confirmation would then be fully active. Well, that didn't happen for quite a while. We're not quite to that point yet. But uh, I went through that time period. Then after that was 10th grade. And I started going to church more and looking forward to going to church more and going to Mass and taking Jesus in the Eucharist. And, and we had a great church that I loved 
Holy Trinity Church in Springfield, and we go to the cathedral often downtown. That was cool. I love I love that uh, those churches, and um, I'd like to go back there someday and see that. I haven't been to Springfield in quite a while, uh, many many years since I think 2005. Last time I've been back there. But anyway, uh, after after high school. I went away to St. Louis, moved back to St. Louis, and lived with my grandparents for four months or whatever to go to my first semester of college. Went to a junior college. I was going to play baseball because, you know, I didn't mention earlier I was a big St. Louis Cardinal fan, St. Louis Blues hockey fan, but I thought my dream, what I was going to do, what I was meant to be, was to be a baseball player. And not just any baseball player, a, a St. Louis Cardinal, for crying out loud. I'm still a Cardinal fan today. Now, uh, I I didn't go down that road. God had other plans for me, I guess, and I still don't know exactly what God's plans are for me today. So if you don't know what God's plans are for you today, that's all right. Uh, we don't always know what they are, and, uh, but eventually we'll find out if we if we really listen to to His Word and His God, or His His guidance. So. Uh, my grandparents were not Catholic, so they weren't going to really impress on me that I needed to go to church. And my parents were four hours away. My mom was four hours away. My dad was four hours away. So they weren't going to really have a lot of impression on me to make sure I continued to go to the Mass. And so I didn't. I don't remember if I went to Mass at all during those four months or whatever I was living in St. Louis with my grandparents. I just, I might have. Uh, I just don't remember if I ever did. I don't think I did, unfortunately. And that really was the start of me kind of falling away um, from my faith, little by little. Sometimes that's all it takes, little by little. You get used to something, and uh, you get used to it more and more, and before long, it's like that's just the way it was. So I... um, after that first semester, I, I moved back to Springfield because I got a job coaching baseball. And since I probably gave up on the idea of playing baseball, and I thought I wanted to be a coach and a teacher, and this was a great opportunity to coach baseball. American Legion Baseball, freshman, I was an assistant coach and became a head coach after a couple years too. Loved it. And still today, I love to coach and, and to teach, and that's why I think I... I love doing these podcasts and talking to you guys and trying to teach you about what I know about the Catholic faith and to help you. And I hope you are learning a little bit more about your Catholic faith. And uh, I really hope so. Because that's what I want. I want you to have that joy that, that I've had. And hopefully you won't fall away. You'll get strong and stay strong. But as I was going along... Oh, let's see. You know, I was going to college. And the college, a lot of times, you hear, and you might have experienced it too. You know, college age, you fall away even further. And I didn't get into the drugs and heavy drinking, but I did go to parties and did drink. And uh, had a circle of friends that I don't, I'm pretty sure none of them were Catholic. Whether they were Christian at all, I don't know. But uh, I fell more and more away. And if I was going to 
parties on Saturday, Friday, you know, I was probably sleeping in on Sunday and not really wanting to go to church. And I was an adult. I was over 18. I guess my mom couldn't really make me anymore and just kind of let me make my own bed, so to speak. And uh, so I uh, continued to fall away, continued to fall away. And after, I guess when I was like 24, my parents moved to California I moved to Oklahoma to go to flight school. I thought I wanted to be a pilot. So I did that, and I lived in Oklahoma for uh, four months or whatever. Again, I don't remember ever, ever going to Mass the whole time I was in in uh, the state of Oklahoma and Tulsa. I just don't remember ever going. And that's a sad, sad situation, but that's the way it is. So, uh, I... What brought me to California then, you know, everything happens for a reason. Uh, I was I was flying. I was I soloed on my flying lessons after nine hours. And one day I was up there with the instructor. We were practicing stalls. And it was snowy. The ground was snowy. It wasn't snowing out. And we practiced a stall, and I'd practiced several of them. And this one time I just miscorrected and, and took us into a spin. And we were headed, as it looked to me, it probably wasn't as bad as this, um, but thankfully my instructor was there and was able to help. But as we were going along, it was, um, I could see the ground circling in front of me. It seemed like two or three times we were circling. It probably wasn't, probably half a, half a circle or something. But I saw the snowy ground approaching. We were probably only flying at you know 2,000 or 3,000 feet or whatever, not very high, if that. And uh, wow, that was a wake-up call. <laughs> so shortly after that, I decided, well, maybe flying is not really what is meant to be. And I, I did fly one more time, but probably, privately probably did. But I probably I flew one more big time, and that was to take a trip to California from Oklahoma. So my brother and I got together one of my brothers and we met and we drove up to Kansas City we flew away flew out of Kansas City airport oh wow look at this thing this guy's yard is inundated I mean it is completely full of these cactus plants and wow they're taller than I am they're 8 or 10 or 12 feet tall and they're like these prickly cactuses that you'd see in the, the desert and they have these little ball-shaped things that a lot of them are falling on the ground. That is very, very cool. Never, I've walked this way before, and I've never, these have never caught my eye like that. That's cool. They're yellow and orange, or not orange, yellow and green. And uh, really cool. Yeah, look at that. That thing is like a giant aloe vera plant. It's also a, probably a cactus, but it's hard. It looks hard. Wow. That thing is some heavy-duty... It's like a heavy-duty plastic, but it's a real plant. That thing is thick. Around the base is probably... Gosh, I don't know. Across the diameter is probably three feet wide. That is huge. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> that is cool. Anyway... I, uh, we took this flight. We left Kansas City Airport. It was 30 degrees and snow on the ground. We got into California. It was 
March, early March, like March 10th or 12th, 70 degrees, the flowers were in bloom, the grass was all green, uh, and I tell you what, it was a great time, and after vacation, during vacation, I decided to myself, this is where I want to be, and it didn't take much convincing, wow, here comes an old classic car, look at that, old Camaro, hood scoop, that is cool. If my son was with me, if my son was with me, he would be amazed. That is cool. I haven't seen that car around town. That is cool. We love classic cars. We go to classic car shows. And yeah. Anyway. So we, uh, I decided that once I got back to Oklahoma, I was going to quit my job and try to get a job in California, move to California. So that's exactly what I did. Went back, gave my two-week notice. And uh, headed on back or out to California. And uh, that's where I'm at. So, anyway, I uh, moved to California. And, you know, this uh, was, I was, I think I was 24 years old or so at the time. And so I was still. Uh, not practicing my faith. And I, I think I started going more since I was closer to my mom in proximity. You know, we, I actually lived with my parents there again for a while before I got my own place. Actually, with my brother, one of my brothers, we lit, moved in together. And then uh, I, um, hold on, the car's backing out here in front of me. Wait for they to go by. I can get through here now. So, um, hopefully she didn't run over me. Nope, it's clear. And uh, so, you know, I probably started going to Mass a little bit more since my parents was around. It was about that time I think my dad was coming into the church. My parents re-celebrated their marriage and uh, in the Catholic Church, and my dad was soon thereafter baptized and became Catholic too. So that was an awesome day too. A lot of great things happened to our family bad things too, but a lot of great things and that we've been able to be part of. So anyway, eventually I got out on my own again and, uh, you know, haphazard Catholic, not a, not a practicing Catholic. I wouldn't say that by any means. So I was, um, definitely not making Jesus my King. <laughs> and since today is the feast of uh, Christ the King. I sure wasn't making Christ my King, and uh, I hope that if He's fallen away from being your King, that you get Him back into your life to be more of, of your King. And uh, so, hopefully, you do. So, hopefully, people that you know really know that you're Catholic, and by the way you act and the way you carry yourself and things like that. So, anyway, I was working at a job. Again, if I was going to Mass once a month, once every six weeks, that was that was good. It wasn't good, but that's as good as I could do. It wasn't as good as I could do, as good as I wanted to do, actually. And so, as time went by, uh, my mom started listening to this Catholic radio station, this Immaculate Heart Radio in Sacramento, and she was telling me about it a little bit and said, "You should you should listen to it because you're commuting a little bit." And maybe it'd be something good for you to listen to on the road. And I didn't do it 
And I said, ah, nah, I don't want to listen to Catholic radio. I'd rather listen to country music or the news or whatever. So eventually I tuned in. And I was pulled in another transformational time in my life. Immaculate Heart Radio. Thank you. As, uh, I think they were probably following EWTN programming. They were part of the EWTN radio network, I think, at that time. And uh, so it was uh, good. Mother Angelica was on there. I remember I had seen her when I was in St. Louis at my grandmother's house on TV. And um, so uh, Patrick Madrid probably was on there every once in a while. Life on the Rock. I think Jeff Cavins was the host, and it was just really inspiring, and I really have not stopped listening to that radio station, even though it's it's now called Relevant Radio. I've not really stopped listening to it in, in these 18 years, and because of that, I thought, wow, I really want to become Catholic again. I was Catholic still. You're always Catholic, but I really wanted to start living my faith again, so I started talking to some people at work. Uh, a couple of them were Catholic. Some of them were just Christian. And said, I'm going to go to confession. I haven't been to confession in like 20 or 25 years. And so I planned it. I built up my nerve. You shouldn't have to build up your nerve, but I did because I hadn't been in so long. So finally built up my nerve, and I said, this Saturday, <laughs> I picked a Saturday, that's the day I'm going to go to confession. So, by golly, I went to confession that day. And I went to Our Lady of Grace Catholic Church. Father Walsh was the priest. I went face to face. And he was so amazing. He was so loving and caring. And really walked me through my first confession that I'd had in so, so many years. And uh, so grateful and thankful for, for him. And I know the Holy Spirit was working through him um, to really help me and I, I just remember walking out of the church after I did my penance prayers that he wanted me to do and feeling like my life had changed once again and the, the burdens of all the sin that had built up not a lot of major sin but enough major sin enough little minor sin that added up to have all that taken off my shoulders was just so incredibly strong and powerful. So, you know, if you haven't been to confession in a while, go. There's nothing to be afraid of. If you go to confession often, then way to go. Uh, you know, really, we should all really try to go at least once a month. And uh, if you really profess that Christ is your king, your best friend, then why wouldn't you want to go tell him your sins and be forgiven? That's what he came here on earth for is to be our savior to forgive us our sins and he does that all the time when we go to confession or reconciliation through his priests and bishops so anyway uh, really a transforming time in my life and and that's kind of where I'm at now I've been kind of in that spot for the last 18 years I make sure I go to Mass all the time. I want to go to Mass. I yearn to go to Mass. You know, Mass is the most important prayer that we can ever do. And um, if, if I want to be, if I want to show that I'm Christian, if I want Jesus to be my King, 
and I want to be in his kingdom now and eternally, then, you know, I need to do things and you need to do things that show other people, show myself that Christ indeed is my king. So just a question, you know, if you feel comfortable doing what you do in everyday life, would you feel comfortable if Jesus was standing there right next to you? You know, when you're working, if you're going to school, if you're uh, just traveling down the road or taking walks, would you do what you do if Jesus was standing there next to you? Well, he is standing there next to you. So if you need to change your life, start changing it now. And I, and I point, my, point the finger at myself too. I need to live a better life. I need to uh, pray more. You know, who's my, I said in a few episodes ago in the podcast that Jesus was my best friend. Well, if I ask you who your best friend in life was, you know, and you said Fred, and I said, well, that's great. How often do you talk to Fred? And if you told me that you talked to Fred like, uh, you know, once a month or once every six months, well, that's great, but I wouldn't consider that a very good best friend. In order for you to grow a friendship and grow a relationship with anybody, whether it's your best friend or your brother or if you get married with your wife or your husband, then in order to build that relationship, I think you really need to have ongoing... I know you do. Crying out loud. I don't think. I know you do. And so in order to build your relationship with Jesus, who's your king, you really need to build that relationship and have an ongoing uh, conversation with him. And the best way to do that is through prayer and uh, meditation, reading reading the Bible, listening. And if you do that, you will become closer and closer to Jesus. And, you know, I hope at least you're going to Mass. Um, you know, only about 75% of people who say they're Catholic actually go to Mass every week. That's pitiful, and that's really bad. And, and that's probably because when... People who are my age, people that are my age, and um, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger, they had bad catechesis, and they really didn't learn their faith um, during periods of time, and they've fallen away, and uh, that's a sad thing, but I think that's probably true, and now they're not teaching their kids to be strong in the faith. I think there's a comeback, and it's part of why I'm doing my podcast episodes, is to make sure that I'm doing my part to teach uh, young adults and children um, more a little bit more about the, the faith so my pad, podcast episodes I have like 33 34 planned about basic catechism of the church and after that I'll dive deeper um, and get more into different things different topics different moralities uh, teachings of Jesus and his church so um, anyway uh, I hope that you will get a lot out of these uh, if you don't listen to these episodes, if this is the first one, then that's great. I hope you subscribe um, in Apple Podcast or Google Podcast, Google Play. You can do that. It's easy. Just go to those podcast areas and 
search for all about my Catholic faith. I've also put the podcast on my website, allaboutmycatholicfaith.com, so you can catch up on them there too, all the, the, uh, the 11 episodes before this one are there. And uh, we'll continue that. And I'll do some of these walks and share things that are going on in my life uh, periodically as well. And I hope that you will become closer to Jesus. If you're not Catholic uh, and you want to be Catholic, continue to learn. Uh, Go talk to a priest in your local Catholic church. And um, you can take lessons and, uh, and learn. Go through the RCIA classes. And it's no commitment. Decide if you want to become Catholic. And uh, I think God, if you're listening to this, God is probably calling you to that if you're not already Catholic. And if at least he's calling you to learn more and inspire you to learn more and to teach teach you the faith so you can be better equipped to go out in the world and one day make it to heaven. That's our goal, you know, be saints. Like Mother Angelica said, you know, we're all meant to be saints. And we are. That's why God put us here on this earth. He didn't just put us here to be toys and little ants rolling around. He He wanted us to be in heaven one day with him. So I hope that you will take this message to heart. And I hope one day I'll meet you in heaven if I don't meet you before then. And uh, beautiful day here again. Um, and uh, I hope that uh, it, it is beautiful and it's so clear see the white clouds and it's a great thing because the, we've had the last couple weeks that we've been inundated with smoke from the fires in paradise and I feel so bad and I keep the people in paradise in my prayers those who have died those who have lost everything and I hope that uh, you keep those people in your prayers as well and uh, I kind of dedicate this this podcast episode this walk for my faith on Christ the King feast of Christ the King to those people in paradise and that uh, hopefully as clear and beautiful it is is here right now I hope that my hope for them my prayer for them is that they will also have clarity in their life and beauty in their life once again and uh, so that's my prayer so until next time next week we'll dive a little bit more about into the Catholic Church we started that last week And we'll do that again this week, uh, or next week coming up. A little bit more about the Catholic faith, Catholic Church, and we'll continue on. So thank you for for joining me on my walk, this, my walk of faith. And uh, God bless you, and I'll talk to you next time.